Hi, you're listening to the Carrero Podcast. I'm Malia Hoffman, and I'm here with Fred Ramirez. Today, our guest is Dave Cardona. Dave is a graphic designer in the clothing industry and has worked for over 20 years. Dave developed his passion for graphic design and art from collecting sports trading cards and reading Sports Illustrated as a young boy. His first job as a graphic designer was in the clothing industry, and he continues to design, source, and manufacture clothing with vendors overseas. He is also the designer of the Carrero podcast logo. All right. Hi, Dave. Thanks for joining us today. So part of your bio, you included that um, you sustained a football injury in high school that changed your life. And then while rehabbing from the injury, you found your true passion for drawing and art. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah. uh, Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, Appreciate it, Fred. How's it going? Um, Yeah, I think... uh, I was like always into art as a kid um, and, you know, drawing, uh, I think I mentioned too in the bio, uh, just like collecting baseball cards and just being a big sports fan. It's always like been, you know, in our family and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I always looked at logos and stuff like that. And um, uh, kind of in the, in the process of just, I would always, sports has always just been big in the family and stuff like that. Like I, I never knew, I like, never expected myself to be a, a professional athlete, but yeah, it was always like something. And I think it kind of just guided me through life in general, just being on a te- being on a team and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, high school, sophomore year, uh, dislocated my hip and, but I had always drawn, always, you know, been, you know, had that kind of passion, but, uh, it kind of, kind of just made me kind of pick a lane essentially. So when that happened, I was in the hospital for two weeks. I was in traction for two weeks. Um, and you know, we had a great high school in our backyard, Los Alamitos high school. Uh, but I ended up going to Servite, which is in Anaheim. And it was basically to play sports. I got recruited, uh, to, to play, play, uh, football and baseball and, uh, ended up going to Servite. And then I ended up transferring back to Los Al just because I was like, this is, it's, not worth, you know, getting up early and driving to go, you know, play football essentially. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, when I was in the hospital, I, I drew, it's like I sketched and, uh, you know, I was also doing, doing my schoolwork too, but I got behind in classes too, to be honest. And it was just, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was tough, you know, being in a hospital and I kind of just told my dad, I said, I, I want to transfer. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I began the process. And I, to be honest at, at serve, I, I had a, uh, a really cool teacher. They actually had an art class there. Um, and I had one of my goals was, uh, they had a, it was an art school in Savannah, Georgia, and they had a vision to baseball and football team. And I said, that's what I want to do. I want to go to art school in Georgia and go do that. So that was like, it was me and my dad talked about it and it was like that kind of the plan. Okay. Like, Hey, like if you really want to do this and let's try to do it. But, um, ended up going to Los Al and, um, played baseball and then uh just continued we played jc baseball and then continued the art thing so yeah that's how i that's how i got there <laughs> and then and dave just just through my own ex, ex, experiences within within schools as just a kid and and as a teacher and still as a um as an as an educator mm-hmm. um what are some things that that in in your mind that schools could do better in order to um allow 
people that, you know, want to get into the, um, into the fine arts, you know, what are some, you know, what are those things that, that you would wish that, you know, schools actually did? Um, I, you know, for me, like I said, I was, I wasn't the smartest kid in the block, but like I had passions. I had like, I liked to write. I like just, you know, create like creatives. Like I still, you know, I'm Star Wars nerd. Like, you know, I like all the fantasy type stuff. My sister, Sarah goes, you're crazy. Like, I don't understand how you like that stuff. It's not real. And I go, but somebody thought of that. Somebody created that. Like, that's pretty awesome, you know? Um, but like, I think more specialized for sure. Cause like, like specialized, ask these kids what they're interested in. Cause like, I mean, I know you need to, to be well-rounded. I get that. But for me, you know, when I, I found what I loved and what I liked and it was graphic design. And I asked my dad, I said, well, who makes, who makes baseball cards? Like, how come they're the Dodgers? How come it's the the Bengals? How come they're Green Bay Packers? How come it's the Lakers? You know, like who, who. I'm a Packer fan. So I'm really glad that you picked that as an option. Yeah. I don't know why I threw it it out there, but like, yeah. Like why, how come they're, you know, there's different, what's a Laker, you know? So I would ask my dad that and he's like, well, that's, that's a graphic designer. And he didn't really know what it was. You know, he's, he's been a, been human resources whole life and, you know, business, I always, he's a businessman, you know, but, uh, but he never really, he never got like, well, how are you going to do that? But then I think as he, he realized like what I love doing, he, he kind of said, okay, well, let's, let's, let's figure out, you know, that, that path, you know? And, uh, you know, my first thing is like, well, I need a, I need a computer, you know, I gotta, I gotta get a Mac. I, and, you know, I had to, <laughs> I had to force my way to get a Mac, but he, he didn't get it for me. I got a, a PC, but, uh, now I'm definitely a Mac guy for sure. So, so the Milwaukee Brewer logo mm-hmm. is like probably one of the, like the smartest, unique logos Iconic, in my opinion. Right? Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah. here's something funny. I didn't realize, and I grew up a Brewer fan, but yeah. I didn't realize until I was like well into adulthood that like uh-huh. it was more than a glove. It was an M and a B. Yeah. M and a B. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. So like I, as a kid, I would look at that, like going through my baseball cards, open up packs with my cousins and stuff like that. Like I would, I would be the kid looking at like, cause every year they'd come out with like a new design. So I'd be like, well, that's pretty cool. Like who thinks of that? Who, yeah. you know, who, who does that? So like, I was always looking at that when I was a kid. And then I just like asked my dad, well, like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's a graphic designer. And I said, well, that's what I want to do. So, and I just kind of pursued, I just continued to pursue it and I'm still doing it. <laughs> So if someone wanted to pursue that, what um, what would you tell them? What areas would they need to know to succeed in that as like a profession? You know, it's crazy because like, you know, as I was you know, somewhat, you know, when when you guys kind of wanted, Fred asked me to do this, I kind of just like, well, what was my path? And just going back and like how I did it, 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 it wasn't, it, it, I guess I would, I, I'd suggest like where you at, in your, where you're at in your life. Like for me, it was, I know my dad, you know, my parents wanted me to go to college and stuff like that, but like, I wanted to continue and try to play baseball. So I went to junior college. And then like after practice, I would take, I would take classes in fine art. I would take, I took photography classes. I took draw, fine art classes, drawing classes, like whatever I could, whatever, any type of class I could do after practice, I would do. Um, and when I was, you know, I took took my first graphic design class in Illustrator. Um, there's Adobe Illustrator and Adobe Photoshop. So when I took my first class in Illustrator, I kind of talked to my talked to my teacher, and he was part time. You know, he had a nine to five job, but he was just teaching at night. 
And he said, you know, your por portfolio speaks for itself. And he's like, really, that's what, that's what matters. Like you, you don't have to go to college. Uh, I mean, you know, I was considering San Diego state and Long Beach state, to be honest with you. And I wanted to see what I could do with baseball. And when I figured out, Hey, it's not, you know, you, you if you're going to, you're not going to be a professional baseball player. So it could be coaching. Maybe it's uh physical you know a trainer something like that so like you either go that route or you you stick with this graphic design thing and i, I just stuck with the graphic design thing so that's kind of like you know, how it how it kind of just led it, it i was always there just always wanted to do it and i just continued to do it you know yeah i think the the difference between like needing a degree in it isn't mm -hmm. necessarily that you need the degree but perhaps yeah. like you need the guidance and like the um, exposure to other, um, maybe well, other designs. I guess I, yeah, I, guess I got kind I mean? of off topic, but for me, I think it's like you, I think kids need special, like, what are you interested in? Then yeah. go do it. You yeah. know, like if you're, if you want to be a veterinarian, then let, like, let's go for it. Let's do it. You love animals that like, let's do it. You know, uh, if you're into science, like, okay, then like, let's specialize that kid in that. Cause like people are different. Like I just, Math and science was not for me. Like I just, yeah. I, I kind of shoot it off. I know you need it, but yeah. But I think the thing that like, we we get um, we get a little turned around about, right? Or we get like hyper focused on let's send these people, these kids to college. Oh, you want to be a veterinarian? Go to college and be a veterinarian. No, why don't we start with like, hey, why don't you start like volunteering at a vet clinic, or why don't you go yeah. like look sure. at a farm and like look at what farmers do with the animals because that's yeah. essentially what you're going to do because then you're not you know because you're not going to become a vet after a four-year degree you're going to become mm -hmm. a vet after a six seven eight year degree right and yeah. so what if you decide you don't like helping cows have baby calves yeah <laughs> that it's disgusting well, and yeah. you know what i mean and then you've already wasted all of the schooling and you find that out in your first year as like an intern that, at a vet clinic like yeah. And I mean, that was a life lesson for my dad. You know, as Fred was just, be, be, you know, talking about my uncle Nacho, like he, you know, my dad kind of said, well, if you're going to do it, then go, go all in and see if you really like doing this. You know, like in high school, he, we found a, and I, with the drawing thing, I was like, maybe we do like, drawing cartoons. So I went to like a cartoon. It was like a, a weekend thing and a bunch of kids, like you sat around a table, drew. And then uh, at the end of the day, they showed your cartoon, your parents came or family or whatnot. And everything, like every sketch that you drew, kind of like an old school flip book, every sketch that you drew, you took it in and they put it, they scanned it and put it on a Mac. And I said, I need one of those. Like that's, that's the next <laughs> step, you know? Yeah. So yeah, like immerse your kid or your, you know, whatever you're, even adults, like, you know, with COVID and everything, everybody kind of like, I want to do something new or I want to, you know, so like, I, yeah, I think for sure with students, it's like you got to immerse yourself in, in what you want to do, you know? Um, so you, it, it's, it's worked for me, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, I just knew what I wanted to do and I just got into it. And then with the help of my dad, like I said, he, you got to do something with your life. Like, what's it going to be? And I said, well, I want to do that. So let's let's do that, you know? So you started drawing, like sketching on paper and pencil, right? And then you're mm -hmm. like, I need a Mac. Do you have like a preference right now to your medium? Like, do you like futzing on a computer or do you prefer to, to sketch or do you oh, like Oh, yeah. I, I wish I drew more. I'll sketch every once in a while. More, more drawing now for me is more therapeutic. It's just kind of like, you know, fun mm -hmm. and kind of just get 
away from a screen and I'll, I'll do that. But uh, yeah, definitely prefer a Mac. Um, I still can't, a lot of my, I had, you know, designers under me uh, prior to what I'm doing now, but um, a lot of them would use uh, a pencil, like a stylus. And a lot of people do that now, like tattoo artists and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. people that I, I follow. But um, yeah, I still use my mouse and everything like that. I can't get away from it. Oh but, yeah, interesting. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely mouth, uh, Mac is definitely what, what I, I tend to use mm-hmm. for sure. So, so from, so from logos, then you kind of went into the clothing industry. Can you, can you talk about that? And and then can you also talk about just what the, what the, what the name of your brand is? Yeah. Um, so, so with, uh, so basically out of, out of junior college after I kind of figured I want to be a graph designer, um, just finished off with, um, my degree at Long Beach City College, and then uh, went to a little school in Long Beach, Brooks College, as an art school. I figured, um, you know, like I said, it was either Long Beach State, San Diego State, kind of like, do I want to go away, get the college experience, or do I just want to get a job and, and just begin my career? So I chose, uh, you know, it was in my backyard, Brooks College. Not even, it's not even, it doesn't even exist anymore. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> kind of crazy and it wasn't like a big school it was just like i want to get that degree and i want to i want to get into the industry so uh yeah i went to so city college got my degree um went to brooks college got my graphic design degree and just put in and again i, I mentioned like i liked writing and i was like that would be cool to work for a magazine and then maybe do the do the layout like that was that was kind of a a goal I had, but the first two interviews that I had were two in LA and they were for magazines. And then, um, and I, I could have got, I, I, I got the job for one of them, but it was in LA and I was like, I don't know if I want to commute like my very first job in, in the industry. Um, and then I had a interview in Cyprus, which I grew up in Los Alamitos. So it was like maybe 15, 20 minutes away. So I said, I'm going to check that out. And it was, it was, uh, it was for it was in the clothing industry and and they were doing gordon and smith it was it's an old old school surf they did skate yeah. skateboards and surfboards so they were doing the clothing for them and they were shipping the coals so i was like oh that's interesting and then they were designing uh ham she was like my first uh my boss she's so talent like super talented she they were so they were doing gordon smith uh men's sportswear so like board shorts t-shirts hoodies logos obviously you know so like graphic design i was like it was in my wheelhouse and then they were also designing like golf clubs so i was like dude perfect you know yeah. like pretty pretty awesome and then she so my interview was we do tech packs like in the industry are called tech packs so like you're calling out buttons you're calling out stitches you're like the size of the stitch the the oh. width you know the width of the stitch like all those little tiny details Interesting. like the, you know, your logo that you have you know, that you're wearing right now, you know, like what's the size, you know, you got to call all that out. It's, it's a tedious thing to do. I hate doing them now, but it's like part of the job, but, um, especially like, uh, like I said, just all in the details, it's like, I'm, I'm more designer mind, but you know, it's something I had to learn. So she said, okay, we'll draw this, draw this short and draw this pant. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she goes, I, I like, I've never done this. She's like, I've seen your, I've seen your portfolio. You can do this. I'll show you a file. You can look at it for five minutes That's and cool. then, you know, break it apart. And then I'm going to give you back this, t- this shirt, which is like a collared shirt. 
and a pair of cargo shorts and like you have to draw you know every aspect of it the pockets the you know color width color shape and uh i did it and she called me back the next week and i got the job so like that's that's how i got into the clothing so i never pictured myself being it and i hate even calling myself a a, a clothing designer because i'm I, you know i still i still just say i'm a graphic designer why do you but, hate that i don't know because i was i'm not like a big fashion guy like i hate I, I to this day i don't even like wearing logos just because it's like somebody else made that like i do you know it's i just don't it's a thing like so, when my dad wears uh, like Nike and Adidas together, I'm like, man, you can't do that. Like you can't. Like, <laughs> like, I know that that is a thing people worry Nike, about. Like, I don't, but maybe you should, right? But, you can't yeah. do that, you know? Mm. So yeah, it's just always been a, a thing for me. But that's that's how I got started. It's pretty crazy. Like it's it's a funny story, but I, I always like to tell that to my designers. So, and stuff so like then that. what's your what's your brand now? Which... Uh, right. So right now, um, Fred, you have, I know you have a couple of shirts, uh, freedomfoundry.com or freedomfoundryusa.com. It's, uh, kind of like an outdoorsy brand, but, uh, we, most of, most of the stuff we do is for Costco. So it's like a few items that, you know, but if you're selling at Costco, it's, it's, it's a lot of units. It, 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 so, um, Freedom Foundry, we have a, it's just a, I know Fred, you have them, but uh, for Malia, it's like a, it's a plaid shirt. It's got Sherpa bonded to it, and it's very simple, um, but it's you know pretty pretty cool product. But um, that is cool. Oh yeah, that's C point right there. So we do we do multiple lines, but so like what Fred is wearing right now, it's uh, yeah, that's called that's C point. So it's almost like, um, almost like a tropical vibe, and then we have Freedom Foundry. So when we go to Costco. We'll show different uh, different things that like different lines. So like here's you can get this outdoor look, you can get a golf look. So or or you know we've done women's too. We dabbled in it, but we kind of pulled that back and just kind of focused in on what we do best. And, I, and as a as a guy, like I just we we design around and, and Marcus Saito, he's our he's our CEO now, um, and I've been working with him forever. But like we kind of just design what what's functional, what's going to work, and what's going to um, you know. What, what we know will stick in Costco. We kind of look look and see like what's not on the floor. What what can we design and what we what can we provide for the for the customer essentially. So I love um, it. But it's it's a it's a good price point too. Like and we try to just stay at that you know under nineteen dollars is and if we we can make our margin then that's like that's it's I always say don't mess with the recipe like that's that's the recipe to it. So we we kind of don't stray too far from it. Yeah, well Costco is a great place to be in because we know like we trust Costco right like. We know yeah, that anything 100%. that they choose is going to be high quality and then they put their name behind it. So even if you wear it a hundred times and like the stitch right. falls out and you bring it back, they'll take it. You take it back. Yeah. So like there's <laughs> literally we, we, no risk in trying good, anything. We good though. We don't get a lot of chargebacks or sent, anything sent back. So it's it's nice. And then uh, what what's pretty cool is uh, they have like a bid process and, we, and we're doing some stuff for, for Kirkland brand. We do a short and we do a pant for them as well. So Oh, cool. So you know, with us, we're, we, we keep it pretty lean with our company and stuff like that, but, uh, just, and, you know, very, very precise, like it in, in what we do and what we show them. And cause like I said, for us, it's, if you have a couple items at Costco, you're doing pretty well. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, we had, I think this year, I think coming up, we're, we're going to have, uh, Costco Mexico actually buys on their own, which is pretty cool. So they have their own buyer and they buy specifically for that re for their region. Oh, so nice. like they've been they're they're actually 
they actually opened up a kids program for us for Freedom Foundry, so that's going to be in next wow. fall. So you work typically in the in, in the clothing industry, you work about a year out. So you're like right now, I'm designing for spring 2024. So like all my samples are being made overseas, um, and we should get them. We're expecting to get them, pushing for it. Hopefully, they just opened up uh, opened up from uh, Lunar New Year, but uh, so. Yeah, from a year out, we typically we'll, we'll spring twenty four. So yeah, year out we'll, we'll be getting those samples in. So it's uh, you're always like I'm always on the hunt for like what's new and what's fresh and what brands are hitting. And we just try to kind of look at look at what people. I always look and see what people are wearing. And you know, typically a lot of the times, and it's true with with my father is is my mom always buys his clothes, and usually it's at Costco. So I see you know. Like what would what would the wife buy for her husband or you know, for a weekend or a weekend getaway for like because again you're going to pick up majority of the time you're going to pick up groceries so if you can catch them with you know something that, that looks good and that uh, you know look, looks close to what other brands are then that's that's typically what 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 I try to do. You are a clothing designer. Listen to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Listen to yourself. Thank you, Malia. Come Thank on. Yeah, but you know what? You're yeah. right. So your price point is $19, right? Like that's really low try, risk, that's right? That's what you try to shoot for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're buying point. chicken and, you know, I don't know, wine at Costco and you walk by a flannel that looks cute, you're like, oh, it's only hand 20 feel. bucks. I can hand feel. Because yeah. so hand feel is like what I always say. Like, hand feel. Okay, that's me. Yes. Like if I get fabric from, if, I, if it feels bad, I'm just like, don't send that. Because like yep. we only have your eyes and then touch. As, yep. as possible because you're not going to try anything on. Yep. The eyes are so, going to bring you to it. And then I touch it. And if it's soft, I'm like, ooh. Oh, and then I put yeah. it in my cart and then game yeah, over. Yeah, because you can't try anything on. So exactly. that's key. That's like yep. part of the recipe. Yep. <laughs> so, that yeah. is key. Yeah. See, you are a fashion designer. You just uh, take it, own it. So yeah, um, what are your goals for like the next 10 or five years from now? Um, Yeah, just kind of like I, I, if we continue on our, on our path, like uh, I think you know, we'll be good. Just kind of, like I said, maintain the business. I just always say maintain the business. Um, we don't, like I said, we don't have a lot of overhead. Don't have, I used to have like a couple designers under me and stuff like that. And I, you know, we kind of Marcus and I, we're designers at heart, like, um, but, uh, goals, I think for, for my small business, like my nine to five is just kind of maintain what we're doing. Um, but me personally, as far as like freelance and stuff like that, I always, I'm working with a company called garmentprinter.com. Um, I was working with them during COVID for a minute, kind of split off when we didn't know what was going to go on with COVID, especially everything being made overseas in China and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, freelance goals, just, I, I always like to stay creative, like augmented reality right now, virtual reality, um, that type of stuff I'm kind of looking at. Like, I always like to. I mean, you have to. You, I quit. I'm pretty secure in, in what I do with the clothing clothing industry, but as, from a freelance perspective, um, I, I I'm the VR and it, it's crazy, like 3D and stuff like that. It's wild, like, and that's what a lot of even clothing it, clothing uh, companies are doing that now. So I'm kind of look just dabbling in that and trying to find the programs, whether it's Adobe or you know. What, what those programs are. So I think you always got to kind of stay on your toes because, you know, that, that I think that's the sports mentality in me. It's like you, you just always, you, you can always be better and just le- there's stuff to learn all the time, especially with, with 
you know, graphic design and just the industry itself, you know. Also, I think the other thing that I'm learning now is like sustainable fabrics, which is like huge, you know, and even the Costco buyers are like, are you looking into that kind of wink, wink, you should, you know, recycle, mm-hmm. re- you know, recycled poly- polyesters or cottons and stuff like that. So I think that's like a goal is to get, you, you have to have recycled something and whether it's a, you know, for the, for the customer or the, everybody's conscious of that now. So um, if we can provide that to our customer at a, you know, and it works out price, price wise, um, that's, that's a goal is to get more of the recycled fabrics. And, you know, for me personally, it's just learning about that. It's a, it's a whole new game. So, yeah, that's actually super interesting because I recently um, listened to a podcast where they were talking about how fleece is bad mm-hmm. for the environment because it's got essentially like little plastic particles in it. And then when it washes in your machine and then it like kind of breaks down those particles and then pushes them into the environment. And I was like, whoa, who knew this, right? Like you think of it as being like a a cotton essentially. I mean, I don't know my fabrics, but Uh yeah, interesting. No, so that's like definitely something that's it's on my mind because I know it's on the Costco buyer's mind. So we we typically I I mean I will literally walk into a meeting and be like, okay, what brand is he wearing? I'm we'll we'll knock that off or we'll 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 give them give them something similar to show to, you know show to them you know in our next meeting. But uh, yeah, I think that's it, it is it's it and it's whether I think it's just it's in everybody's mind now because you know it just you know. So if I can if I can provide that to our customers and it, it's helping out, then yeah, I'm all for it. You know, mm-hmm. so because one of the things in which we've in which our which our nonprofit does, you know, we mm-hmm. we've traveled around the world and we're going back to U, U, Utila in in June. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we do is we clean up their beaches from plastics, and it's yeah. it's terrible. I mean, it's you know when we when we talk about plastic pollution here. Mm-hmm. Um, people think, yeah, I went, I went to the beach and people just didn't pick up after, you know, pick up that plastic bottle Yeah, there. It's, I mean, it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yards of plastics. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that, that, that people are looking at is how, how can we get those plastics, break them down into a fabric? Yep. And a lot of it, it's happening already. Um, like a lot of the board shorts, um, I mean, typically it's more polyester based. So it's like, yeah, 90s, you know, a typical board short that you wear and it, it, it just works out kind of goes hand in hand. You know, you're at the beach, you're wearing your board shorts or whatnot, but polyester, <laughs> you know, you get 98% poly and you get, you gotta have a little stretch, gotta have that spandex in there. But, um, yeah, a lot of the, it's, it's really just how the, yard, the, the thread is spun. So like, you gotta think of it that way. So it, would it, uh, I've been to huge factories overseas, um, but it's it's basically just how the thread is is spun, and you're just using that recycled plastic to make that thread, and then you got a little spandex in it. So, um, yeah, we're actually going through that process right now in a bid uh, that we're that we're doing, um, and we're using this. It's called Sonora fabric, but uh, it, it's it's all it. it they're making an initiative now within clo- with, within the clothing industry that you, you work with a specific mill that's doing, um, you know, recycled poly. So there's like a trait, even Costco does it, cotton traceability. Like where are you getting your cotton from? You, like from the farm, you need to like show where it's coming from. So wow. there's definitely, 
it's definitely something that's in the industry and people are conscious of. So, but now it's kind of like you have to do it to be all, all the brands are doing it like the bigger brands. So like we we're definitely it's something that we're dabbling in. So that we have to do essentially. So then what's the, you know, um, what are some of the designs that are, that are going to be coming out with regards to men's men's clothing or things, things that you're thinking about? Um, and then how would you like to see men's men's clothing change? Mm, I mean, for me, I'm pretty simple, dude. Like I, 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 again, I don't want to like, like with us, with this freedom foundry thing, it's like, basically it's, it's coming up with a color palette for this season. Um, and then it's just, it's switching up the, switching up the plaids. One of the brands that we did when, uh, I started working with Marcus. It was like 20 years ago. It's crazy. Um, when we first started, we were doing Tommy Bahama, uh, kind of a knockoff. It was called Jamaica Jacks, but we were working in the same factory as Tommy Bahama doing Tommy Bahama was selling for a hundred, you know, $99 camp shirt. We were selling ours at Costco for 1999. It's crazy. And it's really, we were just same silk, hundred percent silk and we never changed our price. And eventually it kind of, you know, petered out. But now that we have this flannel in there, it's like, it, you know, that's iconic. Flannel's a flannel, but in not every man can wear a, you know, a, a Hawaiian shirt, you know what I mean? Or they're not comfortable wearing a Hawaiian shirt with a plaid. It's, it's iconic. It's true. It's, it's been, been here forever. So we hope, hope to ride that one for a long time through, through Costco. And, you know, we, we've sold, sold quite a few now. So I think everybody knows the brand. So that that's the other good thing about being in Costco is because, that you are selling enough units and we, uh, Marcus and I joke all the time. We're just like, man, if you could be a fashion designer and you may, you know, sell a thousand dollar, you know, shirt or your jeans may sell for that. But a lot of people are wearing our stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. But from, from, a, I, again, I don't, again, like, I don't like to call myself a fashion designer, but I'm not, I'm not changing trends or anything here. I'm just trying to, you know, give people affordable clothing and hopefully they, you know, they feel good in it and it's, it's quality. It's definitely going to be quality. Like we, we, that's one of my jobs too, is going to source and check out factories and making sure. And typically it's like, who do you make for? If you're making for a big brand, then I want to be working with you, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you have that contract with Costco, it's, it's, it's kind of a carrot, you know, like if you, if you have the reputation that you're working with Costco, it's a good thing. And just, yeah. just maintaining, maintaining relationships and, and, and stuff like that. That's, it's really kind of, it's a process. Like I said, I, I look at everything kind of sports, like you, you, it's a team, you know, like it, you got to, that, that factory that you're working with, that's part of your team now. You know, you, you, you have to rely on the workers there, the management there. Um, so if you can build those relationships, it's, it goes a long way. So you mentioned that you were, um, you know, traveling and checking out um, some of the factories or whatnot. What have you mm-hmm. learned in your travels or maybe about yourself in your international travels? Um, it's it again, I think it's it's building those relationships like in this with anything, I think any industry that you're in, um, you know, maintaining and then maintaining relationships that you have. And then um, I, that's huge. It's 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 core, you know, like in anything, any relationship that you're in, you like that's, that's your bread and butter. That's what's that, that's, what's, you know, paying your bills. So you have to rely on the people over there. So if you, if you don't have a good relationship with the, with the factory and the team over there, then, you know, you're not, you're not going to be successful. So I, I've, I've, and really that's just how I grew up family and friends is first. And so I, I, if you're working with those people, you know, that that's, you got to maintain that those relationships and keep them and, you know, 
nurture those the, those relationships because like i said if you're if you have a big factory we're talking like a, a lot of big big units so they're responsible for a lot you, you know as soon as you send that tech back, tech back out then they're responsible for all that production so you you have to have a good team around you yeah i, I think if you if you need any type of international um advisor you can always contact us and we can go out and do those <laughs> Or no, you. at some point in time, yeah, like I, I, well, I gotta get a trip, trip with you for sure. But uh, yeah, like I, it's, it's pretty fun. It's, it's just to, to be able to travel and do what I do. It's, it's more of a blessing. It's just kind of the cherry on top. Like, oh, I'm doing what I love, and then I get to travel too. So it's, it's pretty awesome. That's yeah. Cool. So on that note, Fred, I was just thinking about how we could partner so many young people with him and the organization, like yeah. who are interested in graphic design or. Yeah. clothing design yeah 100 percent. i'd love mm-hmm. to do that like i said it's it, I, i'm a coach at heart too like sports mm-hmm. it always comes back to it yeah. just it's, it's in my blood but yeah coaching teaching all that stuff it's it's all part of the process you know and then giving back is it's it's core it's awesome so then what would you know what type of advice would you would you give to high school kids wanting to get into the clothing industry because a lot of you know i'm i'm hearing a lot of uh, people wanting, you know, wanting to do t-shirts and hoodies and, and also what, what type of advice would you, would you give them? Mm, I think like what Malia touched on was like, get, you know, I, and I've, I've learned that too over, over the years. And just like, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff like, um, just, you know, how can you get better and stuff like that? Just people that are successful. Like if you, if you just learn from those people, you're, you're going to get something out of it, whether you, whether you're listening or not, you're going to learn something. So, I mean, try to get into the industry, go to you. It, it's so accessible with social media now on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. You can DM those people and just be like, Hey, I want an internship. And if they shoot you down, like, okay, they're just going to say it's yes or no 50, 50. You know? Yeah. And you're you in know, the exact same spot you were before you asked them. So hundred percent. Yeah. So if they say no, go to another clothing line and say, Hey, yeah. I'd like to intern for you. Here's some of my designs. Take, you know, design a T-shirt and say, hey, you know, I got, I work with him now, uh, Vic the Brick Jacobs. I listen to Sports Talk Radio my whole life with my pops. And uh, I, it was one of the guys that he was on the radio with said, Vic, you should do T-shirts. He's such an iconic figure in LA sports history. And yeah, now I'm, uh, he's a good friend of mine now, like an uncle to me. But like, you know, I just, I said, hey, shoot your shot. Like, I'm going to send him a T-shirt design. And I heard heard one of the guys that he was with say, "Hey, Vic, you should be doing t-shirts." I said, "You know what? I'm going to send him a design and just see what happens." And I started doing his t-shirts. So wow, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So and and then like I said, that lead that just Vic the Brick just opened up a you know knowing him and and him being in the radio industry, it just kind of opened up doors for me within mm. within that spot. So I always I, I just. I enjoy what I do. So it's like, it's, it's not like work. It's uh, designing a t-shirt. It's, it's fun. You know, it's, it's, so if I were any advice to somebody that would, would want to get into it, just, you know, get yourself a computer, learn Photoshop, learn illustrator. I prefer illustrator myself. I, I should be better in Photoshop. You can learn a lot on YouTube. I still go on, you know, when there's updates to updates to YouTube, I, I learn, I, I learn a lot on YouTube. I'll, I'll just, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to to teach, and like I said, I'm, I'm still learning every day. Like if this augmented reality and stuff like that, I want to I want to try to be a pro at it and see what happens. But there's 
you can learn a lot on YouTube for sure, and it's free. <laughs> well, and what was what's funny is that you know just just for just for our our listeners when you when you say about just um, selling your shot, you know, on on the on the Dan Patrick show, you're sure every every you know every now and then it, that was that was another on, one. It's yeah. on nationwide television, and every time I you know every time I every time I see it, there's two thoughts that you know come to mind. One, I'm one, I'm very proud. I'm my, uh-huh. that's my cousin. That's my cousin. Yeah, you know, man, yeah. And then, and then the second one is that that's a stupid shirt because he's calling out USC. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny story because, like, again, I was going, I live in Long Beach, and I've been living in Long Beach for, for a while now, and my, you, Fred, you know, but Malia, my, my commute was like an hour and a half. Me and Marcus would carpool from, we still, now we're 10 minutes, so kind of come full circle. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome now, but... With that story is funny is Jim Mora, he was a coach of UCLA and Dan Patrick asked him about USC. The game was coming up the next week and he goes, you know, Dan, I, I, I could give a rat's ass about USC right now. I'm, I'm focused on my team and I'm focused on the, you know, how my players are going to you know play next week. So I said, oh, I could do that. Like, let's do a rat. And, you know, I could give a rat's ass. And I sent Dan Patrick the design. I got the T-shirts made the next week and yeah. they were up in his studio two weeks and you know, before the game. And Jim Mora talked about it. They scanned to it as on TV and stuff, but it was just like, yeah, why not? Like, uh, like That's I said, awesome. it's, it's a yes, yes or no answer. Like, so yeah, to students and kids and stuff like that, that are up and coming, like go to your favorite clothing company and say, Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to intern for you, you know? And, and yeah. cause all they're going to do is say no, but they're going to remember that, that kid or that aspiring artist. Mm-hmm. Like that was pretty cool. You know? So I, yeah, again, I think full circle in this story, like, um, you know, as we were talking, like it's for for a student that's looking, you know, whatever career path, it's like go full into what you're into because you know it, it it's that's that's what I did and it's worked out for me for sure. Yeah. Well, I loved uh, talking with you today, but we always end with asking our guests what uh, their call to action is. So we would like to know what you want to leave our audience with as your call to action. All to action. I, I think just in general, just uh, in, enjoy enjoy the journey. I say that a lot. I say that all the time. Just enjoy your journey. Enjoy yeah. what you do. And I, I say that all the time. Enjoy the journey. And uh, uh, if you're not a religious person, I am. But I, I just, I, I, my prayer to God all the time is just open doors for me. Yeah. I'll take care of the rest. So, so yeah, just uh, enjoy the journey and ask God open doors for me. And, and he will. Yeah. It's beautiful because that's what life is, right? The journey. It's not the end goal. It's not the destination. It's not. Per- it's mm-hmm. not being perfect. You're not. You're never going to yep. be perfect. There's going to be ups and downs, but just enjoy the journey. That's yeah. from Dick the Brick, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the journey. Awesome, Dave. Thanks so much. Um, and also, guys. we love nice your um, design that you've created for us for the Carrero podcast too. So <laughs> yeah. I did mention that in our intro bio. But I just wanted to make another call out to that. And so thank you for your work with that. And then thank you for, you know, your work in, in design and ethical practices and all of that. Um, so. No, I appreciate it. Get, yeah. for, I guess email me your size, Malia, and an address, and we'll get you some uh, Freedom Foundation. Oh, shirts, yay. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Yeah, thank you.